War in the Middle East, what it means for your retirement. Join us as we talk about the financial implications. Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. Welcome to this episode of Label on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell with Label Sternbach, Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also author of the book Authenticity. On this episode of Label on Fire, we're going to be talking about, yes, the war in the Middle East and the financial implications. Hello, Label, and welcome back. Hey, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. And I go into this conversation with a little trepidation because I know that war is on a lot of individual minds, not only here in America, but around the world. And I'm wondering, Label, if you can give our listeners a brief overview of how geopolitical events, especially wars, can impact and have an effect on global financial markets. Yeah. So when we think about the markets and we think about really financial security, it's all based on the premise that the future will look like the past, right? People want to know that they can get up in the morning, they can go to their corner store or wherever it is they go and get their coffee, they can get their breakfast, they can, they're going to get their paycheck on time and it's going to be roughly the same amount and the cost for groceries is going to be roughly the same amount. And the more stability there is in the future, the more stability there is in the markets, the more predictable the outcomes are, and everything is good. War upsets all of that, right? Because war is this big, huge unknown that you throw a wrench into everything and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what factories are going to be left afterwards. You don't know that things are going to cost material-wise, right? Wars are very expensive. They're going to use a lot of gas to get there. They're going to use lots of bullets to fire at each other, lots of materials. Even just you you think about a rocket launcher or whatever, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars for a a single thing that's fired. And we're going to be firing thousands or tens of thousands of these things. And it's expensive. And so you've got the cost related to that. You have the manpower cost of just paying people to be there, right? Just physically soldiers need to move around and they need to get paid. And so you have all these expenses. And then there's uncertainty to trade, right? We live in a globally connected marketplace where the food that we eat comes from across the world. We have the goods that we use. Half of our stuff is made in China. And that means it needs to cross the entire world. And part of it, I saw a recent stat. I don't know the accuracy of it, but it said something of 12% of world trade goes through the Suez Canal, which is in the Middle East. It's right there at the middle of all of this. And it's something like 30% of the global oil supply goes through there. That's a large percentage of the things that we rely on for daily living that could be impacted by a war zone. It could be impacted because one country decides, hey, we're not going to let any traffic through. We want to get attention. We want to drive up costs. We want to whatever. Russia, and you have the unintended consequences, Russia is fermenting war because they want oil prices to be higher because that's how they're funding their war in Ukraine mm-hmm. and how they're propping up their economy. And so all the, these things become interconnected and they really affect things. So let, let's just taking it a step back and breaking it down into individual pieces. We have war means the cost of energy goes up, right? Because all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of new users for energy. 
and the supply of energy, right? Every country starts hoarding their supplies of energy and who knows whether we're going to be able to get it out from wherever it is. So you got energy goes up, food, cost of food goes up, and then you have the political and economic uncertainty of the future. And that causes asset prices to uh, fluctuate wildly. You have companies suddenly become incapacitated because critical supply lines get stopped or whatnot. So Lots of things, geopolitical stuff, war, mm-hmm. right? They really put a damper on our plans for the future and the economy and the market. Everyone, we're talking with Label Sternbach, and our topic today is war in the Middle East, and that's a great overview for our conversation today. The Middle East is a significant player in the global oil market. How do these kind of disruptions in the region impact oil prices? And Label, what ripple effects can retirees expect in their portfolios, if any? So let's start with just the Middle East, right? And let's talk about oil, right? Because that's something we all understand. The things that oil impacts, right? I saw right now we're anticipating in the United States that heating oil for homes is going to increase by 8%. And that was just, I, I don't think that accounted for what's happening right now, right? I think that was just accounting for what's happening in Ukraine. So who knows what it's actually going to be. So that's an 8% increase in the cost of energy of the cost to heat your home. Then you have all of these power plants, you have all every machine, every piece of plastic, all of these interconnected things that are relying on oil or oil-based products, right? And that the cost for that is going to increase. Then you have shipping times, right? Shipping times, the cost to ship goods from one place to another, again, based on oil, on the price of oil, cost of gasoline, right? When gas goes up, people travel less which means people are taking trips less, tourism goes down, right? Tourism, a lot of places rely on tourism for their economy, for their for their revenue. So that's going to decrease it. So when we talk about the impacts that war in the Middle East has, it really has this huge ripple effect. It'll start with energy, but it's going to end with the cost of food going up, with the cost of housing going up, with the cost of loans going up. Everything is going to be affected by this. And so that's something that As retirees, we really need to be concerned about. The other thing that we need to keep in mind is that war is inflationary. That means that because we're spending all of this money, we're pumping all this money into fighting a war. And even if the United States does not get directly involved in in war, we still have costs related to the fact that there's war there because we just sent two aircraft carrier groups out to the Middle East, right? And that's where we're just making our presence known. We're not necessarily getting directly involved, but having carrier groups means they're flying flights. That means they're buying supplies from the local economies to be able to feed themselves. They don't come with everything that they need, which all of a sudden that's money that before was being spent at home is now being spent abroad. That's money that's being spent that wasn't being spent at all. And so you've got a lot of expenses there. You have all the aid that's going to be given to all the different countries that we're going to give to either secure our interests or help with humanitarian issues. Um, So you've got a lot of escalation and expenses that are involved, not even getting involved in war. Once you get involved in war, we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars that get spent very quickly. Um, And when you think about our economy, the Federal Reserve has been doing their damnedest to bring inflation down and make less money in the system. And all of a sudden we have 
this war that or potential for war that they know is going to skyrocket inflation. It's going to put a huge demand for more money in the system. And they they're keeping an eye on that. It's part of the reasons why they said we're not going to make any changes now because anything they do can be can blow way out of proportion. And at the same time, we don't know what's going to happen with the price of oil, right? We don't know what's going to happen with the price of goods. We don't know how this is going to affect labor, right? People getting called up for reserve duty, people, companies shifting where their employees are. All of those things affect the labor market. And that can have more of an impact than anything the Federal Reserve has done. And so when we look at as retirees, we really need to keep a very close eye on what our expenses are, what our investments are, how much risk do we have to global instability, and how much protection do we have against inflation? Because inflation can really skyrocket out of control in if we're not positioned in a way to protect ourselves either from inflation or make sure that our money is growing faster than inflation, we can find ourselves on the wrong end of the spectrum when it comes to retirement security. So Labo, I want to make sure I ask this and I hope I'm asking it the right way. So are you suggesting, and I know one size doesn't fit all, but are you suggesting that retirees stand pat in light of the ongoing conflicts or should they start to reevaluate their asset allocations to mitigate potential risk? I think definitely if you haven't already, if the last 18 months haven't ca- hasn't caused you to reevaluate your asset allocation, then now is definitely a great time to do it. We have so many headwinds for retirement. We have inflation, which just seemed to be coming down before this outbreak in the Middle East. But now we have this confrontation potentially with China, with Russia, with Iran. These are going to be inflationary incidences. We need to keep an eye on that. So I would reposition what is it going to do for the for the economies probably going to grow. The question is going to be how much and how is that going to impact the stock market? What I can tell you is that, again, things like food and bullets and the material stuff is going to probably outperform things like high tech because nobody's investing in Facebook when you need missiles to defend our country, right? When Indeed. you need guns and bullets. And those are the types of things that we need to keep on an eye on as investors, right? To make sure that our money is positioned in a way so that it doesn't get left behind. Right. So, yes, you 100 percent want to make sure to reevaluate how you're allocated, make sure that you have protections in place so that no matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens in the market, that you are protected and that your needs are going to that your money is going to be there when you need it. Label in the minute or so we have left. Can you talk about the prolonged conflict influence on the strength of our dollar or other major currencies and what implications that might have for us? or the retirees, especially those considering living abroad? Yeah, something that that we've been keeping an eye on and that this is really going to bring to life is the fact that there's been this kind of proxy war happening between Russia and China and the United States in terms of reserve currency and the value of the dollar abroad, right? Russia needs, they need countries to not be so dependent on the U.S. dollar. They don't want to replace us as a reserve currency, but they do want more people using something that they can control so that they have more value in their economy, right? Because right now their economy is disconnected from most of the world. So Russia and China are looking for the ability to create some stability at home with their currencies and with their economies and insulate themselves from the Western world 
putting on sanctions from them, cutting off aid and economic trade routes. So they're looking to insulate themselves, which means because we are the biggest player in town, we are the biggest competition when it comes to that protection. That means naturally that the U.S. dollar is going to have to go down in value. What happens during war, right, is that people just like the stock market, people make bets on what stocks and companies they think are going to do well. Same thing happens with currencies as allegiances shift, as people say, you know what, I'm going to value the countries that I think are going to come out ahead in this conflict. There are going to be countries that are going to be severely impacted no matter what happens, whether or not this, the, a Cold War turns into a hot war, there's going to be countries that are going to be devastated economically. And when we talk about currencies and when we talk about the cost of living and we talk about making sure your dollar goes as far as possible, especially for people who are living abroad, those are major impacts. And you want to make sure that the currencies that you're using are keeping up with your cost of living, right? So there's going to be some countries where cost of living is going to go down and some it's going to skyrocket. If you look at Lebanon before all of this, they were having astronomic inflation so much that Uber built into their app in Lebanon the ability for people to bid and say what they're willing to pay to the drivers because inflation was so crazy and so out of control and so minute to minute that they couldn't set what the rates were because people were re just rejecting rides because it wasn't enough money because of the inflation for that hour. So it is definitely something that as a citizen living abroad, you got to keep an eye on. And bottom line is you need to have diversification and you need to make sure that your assets are growing and are protected from enough of the volatility so that you can ride this out. Because it, no matter what happens, there's going to be a tomorrow and we need to make sure that we have enough reserves when we get to that tomorrow to be able to enjoy it. Makes a lot of sense, Label. And that's all the time we have for this session. But we invite you to join us next week as we talk about how the 6040 portfolio has had its worst year in decades and what investors should be doing about it. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at yieldsforyou.com. That's yieldsforyou.com. Or call 410-914-4894. That's 410-914-4894. Yields for You is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.